are listening to More Than a Season podcast with Ashley and Brittany. Join us as we walk through what life is like supporting someone within the sports industry. Real, authentic, behind-the-scenes look at what the support system experiences but no one discusses. Grab a drink, sit back, and listen because we are about to get real. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Stop listening. Press pause. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, scroll down to the ratings and reviews. Select five stars and give us a review. And if you're on Spotify, click our podcast page and click follow and download to listen to all of our episodes. Thanks so much. Enjoy this episode. Welcome back, everyone. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. We are so excited to dive into a bowl game episode. Yes, this is a special episode. We've been wanting to do this for a really long time, and we have a really special guest actually with us. Yeah, so we're going to let her introduce herself. Hey, guys. I'm Megan Miller. My husband is Mason Miller the offensive line coach here at Mississippi State University. We basically like bribed her to come in. We're like, Megan, please come do this episode because she has some good bowl stories. So we want to know first, though, where have you lived for football? Oh, goodness. Uh, Let's see. We met in Louisiana, and then we got married and moved to uh, Las Cruces, New Mexico. And then we left there and lived in Texas. We were in Abilene, Texas first, and then in Stephenville. And then we moved to uh, Reno, Nevada. We were there for a year, left, went to Pullman, Washington, and now we're in Starkville. That's a lot of moves. You have moved a lot. (laughs) Yes. And you have two girls. Two girls, yeah. So moving them around is probably not that easy. And especially, we want to dive into bowl games and this like waiting period between the end of season and when you find out for a bowl. Like, what is that like, especially having children? It's kind of crazy. It's just, you have to sit around and play the waiting game and- Sure, you want to be home for Christmas and do all your traditions at home, but then it's like, ooh, if we're playing in a bowl game, that's a good thing. So I just try to keep everything going normal at home and doing our baking and cooking and traditions and our elf comes, and then we just kind of wait around to see what game we'll get to go to. Yeah, what do you explain to the girls? Do you tell them Santa will be at the hotel, like he comes there and he comes to the house? How do you explain that? The first bowl game we ever went to, it fell on Christmas, and so... Santa came while we were gone. He actually came on Christmas Day, but we weren't at home. So before we left, we just did like family gifts together. So that was fun. And then we did stockings on Christmas morning at the bowl game. And then when we came home from the bowl game, everything was under the tree from Santa. So it was like we celebrated Christmas for a week, (laughs) but it actually worked out. And then the next time we did Christmas at the bowl game, Santa came. I think we wrote a note to the elf or something. We're like, hey, we're not going to be home. You know, can you bring this to Santa? Let him know where we'll be. And Santa came there. Yeah, do we you do like a that. tree at the hotels or have you done like anything like that? Um, one of the bowl games did. They supplied a tree with ornaments and everything and lights. And so it was already in the room, which was great. Another time, I don't know if we had a tree. I think we just decorated with lights and I brought the stockings and just different stuff. How do you, like, keep it between the children, like, keep the same story about Santa? Because I feel like that's the hard part. Like, kids talk to each other. Yes. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, they were like, well, Santa already came early to, like, our friend's house. Why didn't he come for us? I'm like, because he left everything at home. So, yeah, it does get... Yeah, we were we were talking about that because when we were sitting actually in the lobby on Christmas Day when they were doing practice and stuff, one of the little kids, it wasn't year two, but there was a couple of them, and they were talking about how Santa came and left them these presents under their tree, and they were like, well, I didn't get a tree, and so they started like comparing <laughs> yeah, yeah. what Santa it did. Was, <laughs> it does get interesting. It's just kind of, oh yeah, whatever, and then we move on, and everybody's... 
Yeah, I think I think that one of the hardest things is like the waiting time period where you're trying to tell your family and who you're spending the holidays with what yeah. is happening. Like my parents, for example, they're still learning. So they will ask like weekly, like, where are you going? What's the update? And so your family, they've adapted to that and they've kind of come to the bowl game sites, don't they mm-hmm. usually? Yeah, we, we rotate holidays between our families, you know, one holiday with my family, one with his. But then the last couple times with bowl games, everybody wanted to come. So we're like, okay, if you want to come, here's where we'll be. (laughs) So that's been nice. So it's just been like a big family event. Everybody comes. Of course, them wanting to know, well, do you know where you're going to be or how do we plan? I'm like, I can't plan anything either. Like we're just in limbo. Yeah. How do you deal with that? I feel like that's, I mean, we're just starting out in this whole thing, but how do you deal with not being able to plan? Drives me crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I just, well, like, give I mean, us I'm all like, your wisdom. I don't, I don't really have any because I'm just like, y'all have to sit tight. Uh, I don't know. Like, you yeah. just don't really have an answer. You could have a ton of scenarios, like what they predict, but that may not happen. I know. We're all sitting in this waiting game still. But I am curious. So when you think of a favorite bowl experience, what bowl game comes to mind? Besides the cheese it Bowl with us. <laughs> <laughs> the Alamo Bowl. That was... That was a good yeah. one. Really, yeah. they did a really good job. And, it, you know, just San Antonio in itself is fun. But mm-hmm. we were there a really long time and they had events planned and stuff for the kids. And they were leaving presents under your tree every night. Oh, when we cool. get back, we're like, oh, I'm like, Mason, is that from you? He's like, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it was just really fun. All our family was there and we had a good time. And then we won. So that makes it better. But oh, that does make yeah. So oh. I think you should share your experience from last year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. So we did Christmas at the bowl game. So we had to travel with all the gifts. And I guess Santa may have had a little bit too much fun in some of the festivities. And when it came time at Christmas Eve to put all the Santa presents together and both of the girls' Santa sacks, he might have mixed some of the gifts up. So we didn't realize, you know, till Christmas morning, but the girls liked everything they got and we just kind of rolled with it. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to tell them this story when they're older. But your sister came too, so she was here. Yeah, my sister was here, and her and Mason just sat back there for Christmas morning dying laughing because they knew what had happened the night before, so it was funny. That's hilarious. I love that. I think that's happened to, like, every parent in general too because I feel like my parents have mixed up boy and girl presents where I'm like, oh, what What is is this? this? Yeah, (laughs) it was wrong colors for stuff, and, oh, you like that kind of candy now? I usually like this. I was like, oh, it just – yeah, it was funny. Those slippers were too big for somebody. I'm like, oh, that's not yours. I was like, Santa must have just, I don't know. He was busy. So so does Mason help pick out the gifts or is he like surprised? Because I know growing up, my dad would watch us open the gifts and like look at my mom, like surprised that we got that as well. So yeah. does he do that as no. well? Yeah, he has no clue. <laughs> that, that was the joke. He was trying to help me put the gifts together. And I was like, you don't even know what any of this is. Like I bought all of this, but I probably could have used some help. That's hilarious. So then after the bowl game, do you guys typically like take a vacation at that point? Or when do you guys do like family time where he can actually be involved right. in some of this? Stuff? One of the games we didn't, we just came back home and then we were like, oh, we have all this time. Like we should have <laughs> planned something. And then last year we did take a vacation, just him and I. Is your idea of like relaxing beach or are you more like mountain cold? <sighs> I'm beach and Mason's mountain. That's so we have is. to somehow <laughs> meet in the middle. How do you mean in the middle? I don't, I'm not really sure. Somehow I got him to go to Mexico last year after. Yeah. And he loved it. It was really nice. So, but I like the mountains too. But I just, I couldn't live there all the time. Like yeah, I've got to, you've got to get me to a beach or, you know, if it were up to him, he would. He'd live in the mountains somewhere and just never come out. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I need people. I need social. Like I just, you know, I got to do stuff. 
I also feel like living in Washington, like that's not a vacation. You're going to the mountains. You're like, no, I yeah. live in the snow yes. and the winter. <laughs> but see, it's funny now that we're here back in the South. We're like, oh, we want to go somewhere. Like, we want to go skiing. Yeah. And go see the snow. Yeah. So. I know. I guess you miss it once you leave. Yeah. I'm definitely a beach person, though. I'm like, get me to the all-inclusive 100% where I don't yes. have to think yeah. about anything. But I do want to ask with your two girls – They've been young, though, when they've done moves. So this last move, were they super sad to, you know, leave their friends and come down here? I know that a lot of the staff came, so they still knew a lot of kiddos. But was that talk kind of difficult when... This one was hard. Our oldest daughter is 11, so she's moved a lot. And when they're little, you know, it's like, oh, whatever, cool. Dad gets another job. We're moving. But she was not happy. She was like, Dad, you said we weren't going to move, that we'd stay put for a while, and here we are moving again. And so he felt really bad. But, I mean, kids are really, I don't know how they do it. You know, they show up to a new school and just roll with it, and she's done really well. But she struggled because she was just, you told me, and he was like, I did tell you. So now he's like, I can't ever say that again. Like, you just don't know what can happen. And it did help. We came with a lot of the same staff, so a lot of the kids all had been there together and came together. So that helped. If we wouldn't have known all of us together when we got here in the middle of the craziness, it yeah. would have been really hard because yeah. they weren't in school, so they didn't make any friends. So we just were hanging out with the people we already knew. Yeah. Do you guys think of anything like in the future that you'll tell them, like if you do happen to move, or do you just tell them? <laughs> yeah, we usually just have, just tell them. And really, with Madison being older, she's sometimes way too mature, but. <laughs> She's been really good. We're like, listen, one of the families that's coming, they've never moved. Like their daughter, she's never lived anywhere. This is where she was born and raised. So help her out. Let her know how it works. Like you've got to go to new school and you'll make some new friends and get to see all these new places. And so I think they're getting there. It's only going to get harder though, the older they get. I'm not fired up when they're in high school because that's a hard age. Yeah, I guess you just kind of embrace like the chapter that you're in because I do think that would be hard if you were like just in the middle of your high school years and all those groups had formed and then you move again. So I definitely yeah. think that that could be hard. Yeah. I do want to say they know so much about football for their age. And we were laughing because Madison was actually behind us at the game and she knew everything that was going on. Mm -hmm. And so we were laughing because I'm like, is that from you or is that from Mason talking to her? Does she Um, sit with him when he's watching? Probably both. I mean, we're at, you know, our games on Saturdays and on Sundays, I'm watching the Saints games Mm -hmm. at home. Sunday's Mm -hmm. like day of do nothing. Mom watches the Saints. It's a free for all. (laughs) So, I mean, no, and she follows the Saints too. So she probably probably hears me she hears dad and I feel like this last year or two she really got into football like wanting to know what it was and oh what's this play and then our younger one is still like oh we're on offense or like she still goes with the flow yeah she yelled something it was really funny she yelled like why aren't you in the gap or like she oh, yelled gosh. something, like, she yelled something very football oh, intelligent Lord. and we were kind of like we like turned okay. around yeah <laughs> so who knows she's getting all into it I love it yeah So when they were younger, do you think that was harder in transition wise because Mason wasn't around that much and you're kind of moving around with little ones or do you think it's harder when they're older? Oh, that's a good one. (laughs) I mean, it's never easy because they'll get a job and they've got to be there really soon. And then Mm -hmm. they go on and we're all stuck behind trying to sell a house or pack the house or get everything organized. I mean, littler is hard because you could use the extra set of hands if they're like a baby or a toddler. But then when they're older, they have more questions, you know, well, they understand like, oh, we're moving. And they're not just like, oh, okay, cool. And they've, you know, gotten into school and made friends. And yeah, 
I do want to ask, because your personality, you are very go with the flow, like very easygoing. And I do wonder, were you always like this with the football lifestyle or in the beginning where you're like, what in the world is happening? (laughs) Yeah, I don't even really think I knew. I mean, I loved football and I was like, cool. I never really just thought long term, like what could happen? We got engaged. We were getting married in February and like end of December, we're planning the wedding and whatever he called. And he was like, yeah, I think we're going to be moving. The head coach got another job and wants to take the staff. And I was like, um, we're getting married in like six weeks. He's like, yeah, and I have to leave in like three days. And I just hung up the phone. I was at work and I like answered the phone. I hung up and I turned to my friend and I was like, oh, I think I need to call him back. I think he just said we're getting another job and like we have to move. But I I guess if you just do it enough, you just get into a routine and you have your checklist of everything that has to happen to move. And I mean, internally, I'm sure I'm stressing out, but I just try to keep calm. And then once you have kids, I'm like, I just try to keep everything good for them and not be craziness because then it's not fun for everybody else. So. So if you had to tell someone that was just starting out in this industry or somebody like newer to this lifestyle, something that you've learned, what would be something that you tell them? You just got to know going in, like, yeah, things are going to be crazy. They're going to get fired. They're going to get good jobs. They're going to have bad jobs. You're going to live in different places, but you're going to get to see some really cool places. Make lots of friends along the way. Be prepared. You know, they work long hours, crazy hours, travel. We all know that. You know, some people think as soon as the season's over, like, oh, that's great. Your husband's home now. I'm like, recruiting is almost worse. At least during the season, it stays the same. You know when they're home. You know when the away game, whatever. Recruiting could be... You know, I flew here, I drove here, and then, oh, I got to go see this kid, and I'm not going to be home this weekend or whatever. I want to know more about recruiting, actually, because I feel like we haven't really touched on that ever in one of our episodes. So when he goes recruiting, you obviously stay home with the girls, and he could be gone for, I mean, weeks, potentially, if he went from one place to the next place. So how does that work with, like, your guys' relationship? I mean, honestly, Mason and I work really well. Like, we know our roles. Like, so it's like, you're doing this, I'm doing that. And then sometimes if he's, like, home too long, he's like, oh, I got to get on the road. Yeah. Like, I got, and I was like, I know. I want to know about quarantine because you just said you work better separate. So him being home (laughs) all the time. It was, yeah. It was interesting. (laughs) I mean, we just moved into a house, so that was nice. He helped unpack everything. He was like, for once, I know where everything is in my own house. That's awesome. Because usually, you know, we unpack it all and they're off recruiting or spring ball or whatever. We would work out together, which we never did. Go for walks or we cooked a lot. I mean, pretty much what everybody did. You guys have chickens. You had chickens. Yeah, we we did lots of random projects. (laughs) We had a vegetable garden and we had probably over 100 watermelon that never did anything, but they overtook the garden. We had way too many tomato plants. We've learned next spring we will not plant as much as we did. We got chickens. You guys got the green thumb over there. Yeah, the chickens have been fine. That's been really fun. We are getting the eggs now. We got some chickens. We bought them from somebody. Didn't go well. They were not laying eggs, so I think he just pawned them off on us. And so then we started with chicks from the beginning. So that was fun. The girls like that. Miller Farm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're going to bring it back to the last question. What is your number one tip for somebody that's like in this between period when they're waiting on bowl season and they're waiting on where to go. Like what's your tip for them? Lots of adult beverages. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's nothing you could do. So yeah. you just, I just try to just stick with the normal school workout routine, you know, and just keep, keep your routine. St- yeah. Cause if not, you'll drive yourself crazy trying to figure it out. Well, thank well, you thank so much you. for being yes, here. Yes. Thank you. And thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this interview on More Than a Season podcast. 
Be sure to follow us on Instagram at more than a season underscore women's guide for the latest updates. You can also follow our personal Instagram accounts at Ashley M. Kramer and Britt Labby. We would love it if you would download, subscribe, and leave us a review on your choice of platform. Thank you so much. See you next time.